0: Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. How you guys doing? Today is Monday, September 28th. Welcome to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today is Mailbox Monday, you guys. I'm really excited to just get right to it today. Lots of questions coming in. If you guys have a question that you would like to see uh, addressed here at Mailbox Monday, go ahead and go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday and leave them there. That's how we get those questions. It's much easier for us than if you guys leave them over at Instagram and places like that. Uh, Coming up on my calendar, really cool things. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the event in Kennewick, Washington at Calvary Chapel Tri Cities. A couple of things that are coming up that I wanted to let you know about. First of all, and this is really important, so get ready, people get ready. That's actually the name of the brand new uh, Bible study that's kicking off next Monday at Mom Strong International. So we're going to have you guys uh, join that if you've not already done it. And then I will be doing my first live teaching on that on Wednesday, October the 7th. So that is coming right up. So I hope you guys will uh, join me at Mom Strong International for people get ready. Our study in the book of Revelation. Also, my husband and I. Are going to be celebrating our 31st anniversary this week. So we're pretty excited about that. Wednesday, the 30th is our anniversary, and uh, we just so appreciate you guys listening. You know, because you've heard Jay on the podcast with me before, that we do this podcast together. It's very much a a partnership and we really appreciate your support of the ministry of the podcast in particular. Coming up on the 9th and the 10th, so Friday and Saturday, Faith That Speaks Pacific Northwest is happening at Firmly Planted and you guys are going to love it. So tickets are on sale right now for that event and uh, it's a wonderful opportunity for you to come and join us. And then right after that, I'm going to take off for, uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and I'll be stopping in Oklahoma. We're going to kind of let you guys know as that moves a little bit closer. Very excited about those things. Put them on your calendar and, uh, pray for them because anybody right now who's holding in-person events is really, uh, a target, I think, in a lot of ways, and so we appreciate your prayers for those events that they would that they would move forward and that people would be blessed and encouraged. This is an amazing time uh, to be a Christian. Uh, the Bible says in Psalm seventy-seven verse twenty, "I love this. You led your people along that road like a flock of sheep, with Moses and Aaron as their shepherds." And I I sometimes think about the friendship between. Moses and Aaron and the older I get, the more I appreciate the friends who've been in my life for a long time. True abiding friendship is rare, you guys. A friendship is, is work, but the rewards are worth it. And one of the things that I think has been so devastating about the RONA, about COVID-19, is the fact that, and this is true, you guys, that this, the lockdowns, the social distancing, all of the things that um, have come along with these illegal, unconstitutional, and draconian mandates is that it has really hurt individuals. It's hurt relationships. It's absolutely hurting us uh, with regard to our children. And so I'm going to encourage you guys, uh, as you think about, you know, what is happening in you know, your area with your children, don't let the adversary come in between your friendships. It's probably more important even than it is, uh, than it's been in such a long time because we're in the middle of the scamdemic. And uh, I'm going to get to some of your questions uh, today on that in particular, but it's important for you to understand that friendships really are partnerships. They're, they're partnerships that God uses. And Moses and Aaron had probably one of the greatest friendships in all of history. God used them in a partnership with each other to do incredible things. I certainly see that happening here at firmly planted family with the men and women who work on staff here. Uh, they've got very different gifts, but God uses those gifts. We come together in partnership and we use those gifts. And, um, God does something with it, right? It's like Jay and I are always saying, you know, wonder twin powers, you know, activate. Uh, Moses and Aaron were very different. And it's a reminder that we don't need to find friends who think like we do or who have our same strengths. For example, Moses was afraid to speak publicly. And seeing this, God appointed Aaron as his speaker and as a supporter. Aaron was an incredible gift to Moses. And supported him through many challenging circumstances. I think often of the women that work with me, at, that work with me rather at MomStrong International, of Kay and Marlene, and uh, my my wonderful friend and assistant Melissa, who I I, I couldn't do what I do without her. And uh, we want to nurture and support those relationships. Uh, Moses and Aaron worked in obedience to God to accomplish one of the most amazing rescues in all of history. Right? They freed the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. Their partnership was legendary and they are mentioned throughout the Bible as being used mightily by God. So today I'm gonna to encourage you, think about the people that are at the, front, the forefront right now of uh, church work. Think of, think of pastors, think of uh, Bible teachers, think of Christian politicians who really are out on the front lines right now and then pray for the people that are supporting those people. Because I guarantee you, none of them are doing what they're doing in a vacuum. They're doing what they're doing because God has put people in their lives who are helping them and who are encouraging them. I hope that you're praying for uh, your pastor's wives. I hope that you pray for uh, the people here at Firmly Planted and for my husband and myself, particularly Jay, who carries a whole lot more than people ever realize. And it's, it's amazing. We, we need these partnerships in our lives. Moms need friends. We really do. Uh, Over the years, I've been blessed by the friendship of many women. Some of them have been in my life just for a season and others have remained for decades. I think of my friend, Margaret. She and I became friends uh, when I was a senior in high school. We're still friends to this day. It's a treasure to me. This friendship that has lasted through so many seasons. And uh, some of us have had friendships end painfully, haven't we? And it can be difficult to put yourself out there and try again. But when you find that lifelong friend, I promise you the reward is gonna be worth it. So today, take a moment and just ask the Lord to help you steward those friendships well. Ask him for his wisdom in choosing friends and for helping your children choose friends. Thank God for the friendships in your life. As I reflect on the precious partnerships that God has blessed me with, my heart is just full of, of gratitude to the Lord. And I pray that my own children are gonna be blessed by wonderful friendships in their lives too. It's never been more important than it is right now. We need each other, we need each other. And so with that, I'm gonna answer some of your questions at Mailbox Monday. Again, if you guys have questions, you can submit them to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Uh, I got this. This question is an awesome question. I love it. She said, Heidi, you've made some great claims about the survival rate of COVID being 99.8% and other claims about how masks are ineffective. Social distancing is a military tactic, et cetera. I agree with you, but I can't repeat the claims or statistics because I can't source the information. And so you guys, I'm going to link back to some of the sources of that information today but i want to encourage you uh this information is actually not hard to find if you go to even the cdc so just a couple of i want to say it was 2 days ago every time the cdc comes out and they try to say never mind no we didn't mean it uh they get shut down pretty quick and so the cdc just posted their their newer the newest rather um uh, statistics from the Rona. I think this is so fascinating. If you guys are not following me at Instagram, I've been having a lot of fun with uh, Instagram stories and posting things there just to let you guys know what's going on, what where you know where do the where's the news coming from, and this particular thing is actually coming right out of the CDC. And so uh, I think that the CDC, there's a bunch of monkey business going on in the CDC. Absolutely but they just posted the other day the survival rates for the Rona. And they're actually even better than I thought. And so I'm gonna link back to that in the show notes today. You can just go right to the CDC website. It's very interesting because it doesn't take long when these guys do this and then it it gets buried. It doesn't get shared on the news, but it needs to be shared on the news. So here's their newest one. This was, I think from September, well, it's just last week. Uh, it says the U.S. government updated the survival rates, all right, for COVID-19. If you're age zero to 19, your survival rate is 99.997%, pretty much almost 100%. If you're between the ages of 20 and 49, your survival rate, should you get the Rona, 99.98%. This is right on the CDC's website, you guys. If you're aged 50 to 69, your survival rate is? And if you're 70 years of age or older, it's 94.6%. Again, extremely high survival rates. And I have not seen that reported very much of you guys. Kind of amazing, huh? And so I'm gonna encourage you, like I always do, uh, do your homework. Absolutely do your homework because I continue to believe this is a scam, a scam scamdemic of epic proportions. And I keep saying, I hope the people that are pushing it go to prison when this whole thing is over. So uh, the the news is out there. I think we just have to be watching for it. Uh, next person said, Heidi, um, my question is, how can I handle polar opposites with my husband? I'm totally against mask wearing and he has no problem with it. I'm conservative, he's completely liberal. Uh, when we talk about anything political, we end up fighting and not talking to each other. Okay, so I'm just gonna stop right there and say, my hat is off to you. Because look at you. You're still mar- you're still married. I've watched people get divorced over this stuff. All right? You you are doing a really good job of just uh you're recognizing that you're married to a polar opposite and uh you she went on to say he won't change his mind and I feel like I have to compromise all the time to keep the peace. I worry about what the divide will do to my kids. I don't want them to have to pick sides. Help me figure out how to handle it. So I think you handle it the way that we handle everything inside of marriage, right? Which is With as tenderly and with as much prayer as we can possibly uh, muster because this is where the adversary loves to get in and just mess with us, right? And so we, I don't want my kids seeing me just constantly bickering with my husband. It might be that you guys are just gonna have to agree to disagree, uh, particularly as we're coming into a very polarizing political season right now. And that's difficult. And I think we should probably be doing the same thing in our friendships, right? Is just going, okay, Lord, you know uh help us to navigate these things so that we can be uh, an encouragement, especially to our children right now, right? We need, we need to be able to do that. So that'd be my, my, probably my main encouragement to you is just to say, wow, you know, hang in there. I think you're doing an incredible job. You recognize that this is rough and it is. And, uh, you're doing an incredible job of just saying how do I how do I handle it. So that'd be the, the first place I would point you, and I'm going to encourage you along those lines. All right, if you feel like you're going to fight, my husband and I have a policy as much as we can help it of never fighting in front of our children. I think it's such a terrible example for them and a, and a really an awful precedent that um, you're going to have a hard time recovering from. And so we want to be really careful. You know how is it that we we talk in front of our children? And uh, what is it that we can do to make sure that they see what a healthy relationship looks like? All right, so probably more important now than it's ever been. And I'm gonna just keep encouraging you, um, hang in there because uh, this has been, this has absolutely been rough. All right, so the next question uh, coming from a a mom who says, should we address laziness and not just fear as a reason for some churches being closed? Well, that's an interesting, Interesting, Um, that's an interesting way to look at it. She said, one of the pastors I know just opened their church last Sunday after spending a three-week vacation in Florida, so-called hotspot. My own pastor just got back from Florida and has taken a couple Sundays off this spring and summer with our elders filling in. This after he had April, May, and June off. Uh, Didn't preach in December and three Mm -hmm. elders did Advent. And so uh, she kind of went on a little bit and I can see that you're frustrated. Her question ended up with, Am I just being judgmental? Listen, there are, there are so many things that are happening right now in the culture and particularly in our churches, we're seeing uh pastors that are not very good shepherds, frankly, uh shepherding people. And I know it's a frustration, and I'm gonna encourage you guys to a place of just saying, Lord, uh, show me how I can how how do I how can I talk to my pastor? You know, and maybe that's what needs to happen. Maybe you just need to ask the Lord, how do you how do can you talk to him? Um, and then you're gonna have to make a decision. Somebody asked me the other day, you know, would you go to a church that was forcing you to get your temperature taken and wear a mask? And the answer is no, I wouldn't. Because like I've said to you guys before, I, I'm not gonna participate in something that I believe to be a lie and have believed this since, you know, March. And so you guys were six months into this now. We're six months into it. And I'm going to keep encouraging you guys. It's not wrong to ask questions. It's not wrong to do your homework. Don't let the news do it for you. Turn off the news, right? And in fact, uh, as we were in California this last week, I remarked to my husband probably more than any place you've been in the whole country, we saw so many people out on, you know, by the ocean, people jogging by themselves with masks on. Uh, I think we have just literally scared the population almost to death. We're almost, uh, you know, comatose with re- with regard to uh, discernment and wisdom and an un- and an inability really to see what's going on. And so I'm praying for people. I mean, I'm actually I feel like I have gotten more. Um, I, I feel like I have more mercy now than I did before for people because I see so much fear. I see so much fear. Uh, speaking of fear, and then the next question came from a mom who said, "What is your?" Uh, what are you telling your kids about what's happening with the riots around the country, particularly now in Louisville um, after these protests and riots have erupted after the uh, Breonna Taylor decision? Uh, listen, you guys, the lies that are coming out of this are unbelievable to me. When I talk to my kids about current events, we try to look at, at actually what's happening. Uh, we want to see, you know, what, why did the why did this grand jury make this decision? And as I looked into it and we started, we were watching PragerU, you know, that's my favorite place to go for news, by the way. Oh my goodness, you guys. You wanna get the best education ever? Uh, don't go to a liberal university. Watch every PragerU university video that's ever been made. <laughs> I'm telling you what, uh, you're gonna be a whole lot smarter for it. And so that's what we do. We go back and we try to do our homework. I try very hard to um, move my kids and myself away from an emotional response because what's happening in uh, Louisville right now is a disgrace. It's it's really a disgrace. You know, I saw um, MSNBC's uh, reporter, and last name is Reed, say that the, uh, the decision was ignored the killing of Breonna Taylor. But the fact of the matter is she was caught between a criminal and the police and she wasn't lying in her bed, as you're going to hear on the news. She was standing in the hallway and she was the victim of crossfire. And it's very sad, but she wasn't murdered in her bed. Police didn't go after her and murder her in her bed. She was dating a criminal who was fighting with the police. She got caught in the crossfire and unfortunately she was killed. But what's happening in the culture right now is I think largely because there's an election coming up and the Marxist organization, you know, Black Lives Matter Incorporated because they're making so much money, so much money right now. And uh, they hate this country, and they hate the nuclear family, and we need to be telling people the truth about what 's about what 's going on, so that we can have honest conversations about it right i don 't think it 's ever been more important than it is right now. All right, I think I have time for one more question heidi i 'm sure that you 're watching the news about the Supreme Court needing to be filled by President Trump. What are your thoughts on it? Well, my thoughts are pretty pretty simple you know I, I think fill the seat. people are going to talk about you know sh- uh, political shenanigans and The Democrats are talking about maybe possibly impeaching President Trump, which is astonishing and amazing to me. Uh, But you guys, we have an opportunity right now. Pray for the president. We have an opportunity. And I guarantee you if the Democrats were in his position, they would be doing exactly the same thing. He was elected to represent the people and he needs to fill the vacancy left by Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who we talked about uh, on Friday. And I think that President Trump has stated that he intends to fill the seat Uh, before the election. And so Trump has had an amazing run as president. He's already placed uh, Justices Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh onto the court. And uh, I think it's very likely, he's supposed to make an announcement, I I believe on Saturday. And of course, um, I recorded this before that happened. So I believe he's gonna probably nominate uh, Judge Amy Coney Barrett. And she would be an incredible, uh, an incredible Um, asset to the court. She'd be an amazing justice, I think. Uh, She's got quite an impressive resume. She graduated magna cum laude from Rhodes College before earning her law degree from Notre Dame. She graduated summa cum laude from Notre Dame and served as executive editor of the Notre Dame Dame Law Review. So she's kind of an amazing person. She's done incredible stuff. She is uh, currently sitting uh, on the United States Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit, she is a mother of seven, including a child with special needs, and two who were adopted from Haiti. This woman would be, uh, I think, just a champion for uh, for life on the court. I think she would bring an incredible voice to the court, and uh, I'm really praying for for President Trump right now. And I'm really praying if for whoever the justice is that that he, I kind of have a feeling it's probably going to be a woman, but whoever he nominates you can be guaranteed that they're gonna be attacked roundly. And so you saw what they did to Justice Kavanaugh. Uh, I expect it to be even worse now. And so we have a lot of things to be in prayer about, certainly uh, in the nation and for the president. And so I hope you guys will join me in praying for President Trump and praying for his nominee. All right, that's all I've got time for today. Again, if you guys want to submit questions to me, please do it at com forward slash Mailbox Monday. We love to hear from you. And again, remember that the new uh, Bible study, People Get Ready, a study in the book of Revelation begins a week from today. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.